0: you're listening to stay tuned with troy and howie now from the heart of amish country here's troy and howie
1: good morning again and thank you for another week uh and troy i guess what is it week number four of this podcast that you and i are doing isn't it numero (laughs) quattro. exactly and uh and uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but we had a new voice uh, bringing us in. Uh, she only goes by the name of Lori. Uh, that's all I know about her and uh, know anything about her either. So. No,
2: no, I'm not sure who it was either, but we, we sure appreciate it. And we'll take uh, every listener we can get. So, um, yeah. you know, please continue to do that. Um, it, you know, the more voices, the better. We'd like to have
1: somebody new every week. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sounded good. Uh, I thought she she talked us in really well, and uh, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing new voices uh, throughout the weeks.
2: Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I I really like that idea that you came up with there, Howie, and it's a good way to get our our uh, our listeners involved as well and get their voices heard.
1: Yeah, and and the last couple of weeks we've uh we've come up with some uh new things and I feel like uh they're working out and we're we're starting to get a format together. And I mean it's still a work in progress, but I really do like uh the direction that we're going. Uh in in fact in fact this is our first uh interview that we're gonna be doing today. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Very excited to have our uh first interview today and our, uh, our first guest and some pretty nice insight and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, let's let's take care of our uh, our P's and Q's here. And, yes. uh, you know, please follow us on all our social media pages. Um, we get you can like us on Facebook um, and then on the Facebook. That's where you can leave that voicemail. There's a link there. It looks like a website, like how uh, he was saying. But it is actually a voicemail. It takes you into our voicemail um, and then you can, you know, leave whatever you'd like on there. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Stay Tuned TNH. And you can also email us stay tuned TNH at com. and um, a bunch of different podcast avenues. You can listen to us. Of course, the, the main ones are Apple, Spotify, Google podcasts, and uh, please subscribe, share, rate, review, whichever podcast you listen to us on.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, I always, always like to uh, give our, our uh, buddy Jesus a little bit of uh, mention too.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Jesus Perez. um he, designed our logo and, uh, he set up our merch page for us, which is uh, tchip.com. Um, but, uh, if you have any graphics that you need done, you can look up Jesus, ace in the hole signs and graphics. And if you have anything original that you'd like to get done, um, you know, to really get into his, um, artistic creative mind, which he certainly has one. Um, you can look him up on Facebook at Dirty baby original, and he would certainly help you out. And, um, Real quick, back to the com, which is, like I said, the merch page he set up for us. Uh, if you go to tchip.com, and up with the page, there's a search bar, or it might even say, what are you looking for? Uh, you just type in, stay tuned, and it'll take you right to our, our merch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, really nice looking. Uh, I, I, honestly, our, our logo does look good on a, on a t-shirt. In fact, I don't know if you're, if you're looking into it yet, Troy, but I, I think I'm going to uh, end up uh, purchasing a uh, t-shirt with that logo on yeah, it yeah
2: i've definitely been looking into it i just haven't made up my mind yet
1: which way i want to go <laughs> but it
2: it's yeah. such a professional crisp looking logo
1: we couldn't have asked for anything better now you, are you going to buy your wife the earrings for like an anniversary is that is that the plan uh she's not much <laughs> of an ear wing, earring earring wear
2: um maybe, maybe uh, i'll look at the uh the bracelet route or there you go maybe, maybe i can get a subscribe <laughs> on a wine glass or something you know oh perfect <laughs> yeah oh.
1: all right now now i'm starting to learn a little bit more about the wife <laughs> uh, she,
2: she likes her wine but she uh unfortunately yeah. she gets really bad migraines from it so she can't oh, it, bummer. yeah it, it's really yeah. it really triggers her migraines uh that's a shame yeah um, something you love is, is such a detriment it, it really is um so we got our our show's kind of packed today. Um with mm-hmm. you know, our third interview today coming up. Um so let's get right into our mystery sound clip this week. What do you think, Howie? Uh
1: you know what? That sounds like a pretty good idea. So uh I'll tell you what, why don't we uh, why don't we play this uh sound clip? In fact, uh what we posted on Facebook if you didn't get a chance to look at, we posted uh, uh a couple pictures and uh it's a couple of famous people actually from the nineties. And uh, and also a picture of a uh, house in charred remains, basically. <laughs> and uh, so all these pictures have something in common. And uh, and to kind of give you a further clue, we're going to play you a um, a song sound clip, and uh, that's just kind of lead you in. It's going to lead you in a little bit more uh, towards what those pictures represent. Yeah. So why don't we take a, a, a Quick break so you can listen to that sound clip. And then uh, as soon as that sound clip is over, we'll return and uh, we'll talk about uh, what that mystery clip is. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So we'll be right back after this sound clip. And we're back, and as you just heard, uh, that was uh, what is that? Waterfalls, yeah. Troy. Waterfield,
2: Waterfalls by TLC. Yeah, that was uh, by TLC. That was probably their biggest hit, I would say. Um, it, I the information I wrote down here is it, was, it spent seven weeks at number one. Uh, really? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, it was a pretty big so. song for them, and which leads us into you know what? what does that song mean? <laughs> why? Why was that a clue here? Um, well, the main writer of that song was Lisa Left Eye Lopez yeah and uh she is the female pictured in that picture that we put on facebook and mm-hmm. uh do you want to further elaborate there howie where Where else are we going with well, this
1: well yeah. <laughs> you know what it's funny because as I was trying to research pictures uh to post up on facebook, I really forgot about this this woman um lisa left eye because uh she's she's uh named left eye I don't know if you know why but because she would um she would always have something covering her left eye. Yeah, And (laughs) And, yeah, she would either put a mark
2: there or uh, actually when they first came out, she used to wear glasses and, and on the left eye was always a condom wrapper.
1: Yeah. 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 She would have like a condom covering the left eye part of her glasses. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure where she was going with that. If it was kind of promoting safe sex, I have no idea, but it was, it was uh, definitely a fashion statement to say the least. Sure. And, uh, but yeah, and uh, she also had, she had tragically died too. She did. She Uh, passed away in
2: 2002 in a SUV accident in
1: Honduras of all places. Yeah. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the picture, by the way, but, but, uh, but yeah, she just had a, she died in a car accident way too young. Uh, And, uh, but that, but that picture of the house, that burned down house is owned by her former boyfriend. An NFL star back in the day, Andre badmoon Moon Rising, as Chris Berman would say. Yes,
2: Andre Bad Moon sure. Rising. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I guess allegedly, what happened is, you know, from from her perspective, is um, the night before they were out at a club or something or whatever, and I guess things got out of control, and she felt that, uh, well, she was either being abused, and it doesn't get into whether it was physically, emotionally, verbally. Doesn't matter. None of them right. are right. Um, right. And uh, her way to get back out of him was when he left the next day. She went and grabbed all his sneakers <laughs> and threw them in a bathtub and was going to light them on fire. Well, things got a little bit out of control. And uh, the picture you've seen there is what happened after she set the sneakers on fire.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. If Yeah. So uh, warning to all, if you're going to um, be revengeful on a you know, former friend or boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, it's probably a good idea not to start the fire inside the house. Yeah.
2: I'd say we should probably stay away from fire. Uh, especially, yeah. Like you said, especially at the house. Yeah. The-
1: <laughs> I mean, she could have yeah. at least put him out in the front yard or something, you know? Right. Yeah. That would have made more sense, but yeah. So, uh, so our mystery clip, uh, this week is that of Lisa left eye Lopez from TLC, very talented singer and songwriter. And, uh, and, equally as talented uh, NFL star, uh, especially uh, in his heyday, Andre Risen. Yes. Uh, I remember him mostly from, what, the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Yeah, I think he, he had the majority of his career in Atlanta. But um, mm-hmm. I think he was on the Packers Super Bowl team in 1995 or 6 or whatever that okay. was. I think so. Yeah, I, I believe I don't, right. I don't have the I'm information here in front sure. of me, but I'm pretty sure I remember him being on that team.
1: mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, yeah, definitely. And, uh,
2: so, but yeah, yeah, I was just going to just follow up real quick, um, uh, with, uh, with waterfalls there. Yeah. It's that, that was, like I said, that was probably their biggest hit. And, um, I don't know, help me out here, Howie. I don't know where I was going to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, that's, that's the, uh, sum of our mystery clip really, uh, that's, it took place 26 years ago. Yeah. Um, in fact, 26 years ago, this past week, Uh, is when uh, this incident took place and uh, and it was a huge deal ordeal I mean we would see a lot of uh, news reports it was always in the news about uh, their court appearances and and such and it was kind of a heated uh, battle and uh, she had uh, and and Lisa Lopez had a lot of issues as you had pointed out earlier before we even did this interview but she had a lot of drug and alcohol issues and uh i'm sure that led to a lot of her impulsivity uh when it came to her decision making so yeah she had a lot of issues unfortunately yeah she always uh, she
2: always seemed like and when you have that with music groups you always have the one that's you know quiet and calm and whatever and then you, you always have one that's just way out there and wacky and crazy and she was definitely that one in that group you know oh
1: without a doubt without a doubt so yeah anyway that is our mystery clip for the week and uh and uh, before we uh, take a break, though, uh, we do have uh, our first interview coming up, Troy, and it's actually another Troy. It is. And uh, it's, uh, in fact, it's a, uh, a Troy that graduated with you from high school and also worked with both of us in radio and uh, he even has a little bit of a, um, a TV career to go with it. Yeah, he does. And, uh, he worked. Yeah, where did he work? He worked in uh, Maine. He did.
2: He worked in Maine. Yeah, uh, That's where he told us he got his first uh, on-air gig. Um, Yep. um, But he worked in – what what did he say? Presque Isle? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, I think it was like Presque Isle, Maine. He said – well, in the interview, he mentions, uh, you know, they're outnumbered by moose there. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so it was way up there. And uh, he'll talk about how, you know, desolated and isolated of a place that was, how cold it got and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also talks about a lot of other things that I found interesting. And uh, and to be honest with you, I really didn't expect uh, Troy, who is a very humbled and uh, very Like he's not very, he's not controversial in any sense of the word, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and some of the things he said kind of really relate to today's day and age when it comes to like the news media and how they report news and what they really focus on. And, uh, and he's going to talk a little bit more about that in the interview. And uh, I just found it intriguing about how that relates today as it did back then. Yeah. And
2: it's even funny that this topic even came up. Um, because just the other day, um, my wife had sent me a message and it it happened, it was happened to do with all the racial tensions and stuff that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, she was trying to talk to my son about it and what his feelings were on it to make sure he's not feeling a certain way. And, um, and, and what she said to me was, you know, what she said to my son, what, what do you think of police or whatever, when you see them? And she says, I think of people getting arrested or I think of. And then she said, well, you know, what do you think they keep you safe and stuff? And he said, yeah, I do. And then she said, Mm -hmm. she's asked him, what do you think of black people? And he said, I feel sad that they were born that way. Oh, wow. And and she tried to dig into it a little bit more. And she's like, why do you feel that way? And she says, because Mm -hmm. he said, because when I see them on TV, they're, they don't seem like they're happy. And they're always, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that just leads to what you were saying is. What what does the news and stuff do to us or 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 just TV in general, media? What does it do right. to us to lead us in a certain direction to make us think what they want us to think? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're very manipulating. Uh and uh I mean <laughs> you know, and I'm not gonna make light of anything that's that's tragically happening on the uh news, but if you really think about it, you know, we just dealt with some pretty nasty um riots mm-hmm. in the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. And uh and they're almost that it's almost like going away to the point where as if it didn't happen. You know, it's almost like the news is now focusing on a a different topic. And because they're focusing on a different topic, it's almost like the stuff that they were so concerned about in that news 2 weeks ago is no longer as big of a concern. And that kind of makes me wonder, it's like I wish other people could see that, you know, it's it's the news is making such a big deal and they really do control our thoughts and feelings and and what we perceive is happening in the world. Yeah,
2: it's it, what's interesting to me is what you made me you triggered my mind there with something was like, they'll talk about something for whatever it is, whatever's hot, whatever the mm-hmm. hot button issue is that week. And it makes it seem like it's such a big deal. And then and then all of a sudden like a week later it's you forget all about it and it's not even an issue anymore. Like, you know, and it just makes you wonder how much are they really blowing stuff up and putting things out of proportion to put to put Mm -hmm. fear into your mind or or whatever it is. Um I just I keep going back to Troy really hit me in our interview when we were talking and one (laughs) of the clips I already know what you're gonna say one of the things that he said if it bleeds, it leads, and that just that just yes. hit me. I'm like that. That's disgusting, really, is what it is. And
1: yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I, I don't even yeah, know where to go uh, from there. But just it, just
2: thinking about it spoils me up again. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's sad, and it's uh, it, it's a shame that it has to go that way. And uh, even like even in, with my job, you know, I, I've worked with. Uh, uh, crisis uh, you know I've dealt with patients who were in crisis and suicidal and all that stuff and uh, you know it's almost like if they're not bringing attention to themselves just them being depressed really gets dismissed Wow! but because they're standing on top of a roof or top of a bridge ready to mm-hmm. jump now all of a sudden everyone cares yeah. And uh, and that's sort of what I see in today's media. You know, it's, it's whatever's popular in the moment, that's what we're going to focus on. And anything else, whether it's a good feel story or not, we don't care. We're only going to focus on this particular topic because this is what people want to draw their attention to. And that's really yeah. sad. That's really sad that we got to yeah, go that he, route. He gave, us, he gave us an
2: example, which I'm not going to go into. I'll let him talk about it in our interview. But, um, sure. you know, a, a feel-good story. And um, he, he said, yeah, that was a C story. He said, that, that was yeah, just filler. Yeah. That was towards the end. You know, you were already into the guts of the show. That was just there to, mm-hmm. to keep the show going along and, and to throw some exactly. sort of happy piece of news in there. That's all that was. And
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a fluffer, yeah. basically, I think is what yeah. he said. And it would have yeah. been, so, you know,
2: it would just be so much nicer if, if more positive stuff was, was pushed out instead of all this negative all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it really makes me wonder, so and this, this isn't the place for politics and we're not going to get into all that here, nah. but, but the funny thing with, with, with Trump, when he always says about the fake news and it, it whether it's, you know, fake, it may be, may not be the right word, but it definitely, but it yeah. definitely is, like you said, manipulated or, um, twisted, turned, whatever to, to make it be what you want it to be. And. hmm I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, it, it really irritates me because I just, I've always wanted ever since I've understood anything at all to do with politics is I've always wanted somebody to just tell me the facts and then let me make a decision, but it's never that, but it's never that way.
1: And not only that, Troy, but not only let you make a decision, but let you have an opinion Um, today. I, and I, and I'm going to blame social media on this. Uh, Everybody has an opinion, which is fine. I, I support that. But everybody has their opinion. And when there's someone that doesn't have the same opinion, now all of a sudden you become labeled, whether it's you're a racist or, or, you know, you're a bad person. I mean, I've actually lost friends because I had an opinion and they didn't agree with it, you know, and that on social media, I I don't really, I would never say like my real close friends, but, you know, but like social media people that go, you know what, if you don't support this, then you might as well delete me now. You know, I, I don't know how many times yeah. I've heard that post in the last month and it's like, come on people. Yeah. You know, grow yeah, up. I don't get that either. Cause and, uh,
2: I've always had the viewpoint and the standpoint that, um, you know, I, my opinion is my opinion, but that doesn't make me feel any <laughs> differently about you and your opinion. Like you, you have the right yes. to feel however you want to feel. And that doesn't mean that we can't talk. We can't be friends and that we can't discuss it. Um, that's right. just the way I've always felt about it. But some people just get so bent up out of shape over it. And they're just, like you said, like, well, if you don't agree with what I feel, well, then, then we can't be friends. Like, well, why is it going to yeah. be that
1: way? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. But, you know, and yeah, I, to me, it's like, you know what? I lead by example. This is just me personally, mm-hmm. but I lead by example. And uh, I don't apologize for who I am, what I am, uh, because I am. I am me and I'm not going to be fake. And that's one thing that uh, I appreciate from people that, you know, if they're just real with me, I don't care if they have differing opinions, they're allowed to. And, uh, and I'm not going to, I I might disagree with them, but I'm not going to hate them. No.
2: And the other thing is, is it it can lead up to a discussion and a conversation to, to maybe get their viewpoint or maybe Mm -hmm. maybe you might be looking at it wrong or maybe not wrong but maybe you might need to look at it from a different side to kind of feel where they're coming from as well and that's that's what this is all about it shouldn't be about well this is how i feel and this is the way it is and if you don't think that then well discussion's over
1: well (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so exactly so but yeah so that kind of brings us to our interview uh troy so um why don't we? Why don't we kind of tep, uh, step aside and uh, play our commercial, and then uh, when we come back with our commercial, we'll go right into the interview, and uh, and we'll kind of go from That's there. It. How's stay, that tuned. stay tuned. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message. All right, and welcome back. And uh, guess what? Uh, well, I guess I got to be a little more specific. But Troy Garmin, guess what? We actually have our first ever guest here. Uh, with uh, stay tuned, and uh, and well, unfortunately for me, I guess it's another Troy. You're outnumbered. So, <laughs> I am outnumbered. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what, Troy Garmin, you graduated with this guy. So why don't you introduce him? I sure did. Uh,
2: this is an old, old friend of mine, class of '98, and we're alumni.
0: And this is Troy Martin. How you doing, Troy? Hey, guys. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. I know it's about a 20-year blast in the past uh, <laughs> to be reconnected with the two of you, but hey, I'm, it's a great pleasure to be on your show, and I, I'm very excited for the two of you and to see what this uh, what this comes and develops into
1: yeah troy and uh we thought it would be kind of a cool idea to bring you aboard because well, number one, we worked with you at the radio station, so we have a little bit of media background uh together and uh and I guess we were just talking a little bit before this um before this interview and it sounds like you started about two years before i did
0: yeah i uh, nineteen ninety nine is what i remember with uh with w l b r and i i remember both of you you know, for the fact that Troy and I went to, to high school together, so we knew each other for for a lot of years even prior to that. Um, right. But yeah, I, you know, when when you worked Howie, and then when Troy worked, you know, we all worked the night shift uh, for the most part, even or weekends. Um, if I was in, the, in the, the building doing on the on-air uh, stuff, you guys weren't. And if you were in there, then the two of us weren't there. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we, we always saw each other in passing, I guess, is probably how I should say. Yep.
1: And how, how, many, how long did you work there then?
0: I believe from 99 to 2004. In 2004, I uh, okay. got my first on-air TV job and I moved up to Presque Isle, Maine. So that that effectively ended oh, my wow. my uh, WLBR WQIC uh, tenure.
1: Okay, so you went straight from radio into TV, and uh, and I do remember when we would have conversations with you. I know I remember your like ultimate goal one day was to kind of jump into the ESPN ranks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, to, it, yeah. it definitely to, was. Yeah, did you want
1: to have the seat beside Stuart Scott or what?
0: You know, <laughs> at, at, at that time. I, I always want to do play by play, so like Chris Fowler and wow. uh college game day college yep. game day was my dream dream job, and I wanted to be chris Fowler and uh wow you know that that's probably you know now that I'm out of broadcasting and everything like that that's probably still the one job that if I was ever offered would get me back into the, get me back into the okay. Business
1: yeah it's kind of funny because well obviously you went up to maine but then you eventually came back down to pennsylvania and uh and this just happened out of the blue one day i remember uh i was sitting down we were watching the news uh i think it was 10 o'clock news on fox 43 Mm -hmm. uh here in pennsylvania and uh and all of a sudden this troy martin guy comes on and he starts talking and i'm like i can this can't be the same. Troy, And, 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 and sure enough, I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to your voice and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's Troy's freaking on the, on the TV right now.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was an interesting uh, kind of whirlwind uh, kind of situation. I was up in Maine and I was, they were about to sign me to a two year contract and I didn't yeah. want to do that. My, my father had asked me if I'd come back home cause we had a farm and um in the in the area and we still do and he just thought Mm -hmm. he might have to sell it if i if i wouldn't come back and hey yeah it was it was lonely up in maine when you move to a new area you know especially when you're working in tv and everything like that people seem to kind of act like they know you for because (laughs) they see you on they see you on tv and it's kind of hard to hard to make friends up up there and new acquaintances so um after about 13 months i came back to Pennsylvania, I got a job at Blue Ridge Cable in Lee heighton, Palmerton area in the gym oh area. yeah, and I did uh, about two months up there and then they had a sister station in Ephrata, um uh, Blue mm-hmm. Ridge cable eleven and they transferred me down there. It was closer to home and I could stay back uh with my parents and I was sure. there for about another two months and they were about to sign me to a two year contract there when fox forty three um, called me up and said, Hey, you know, we don't know what happened in these four months from when you were in in Maine to here, but we like what you do. Would you want to come and and work at Fox 43? And I, I went into the interview with the news director and uh, <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I don't know if I'm Fox 43 material. He goes, What do you mean? I said, At that point, I said, All you have at the present time are all the beautiful blonde bombshell (laughs) (laughs) with me i was like yeah you know balding i mean slunk (laughs) shoulder i I don't know how this is going to work and from that statement on i pretty much was hired you know oh wow it's kind of like it was the the ladies and troy that was that was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Don't sell yeah. yourself
2: short, Troy. We enjoyed watching you on there, bud.
0: Well, hey, uh, yeah, well, heck yeah, lot, that was a lot things, of fun. Yeah, a lot of people said a lot of nice things, and I I do appreciate that.
2: So, what um, why don't you quick kind of give us just a little bit of a quick synopsis as far as you can, so our listeners kind of know where you started and how you ended up, um, where you were, and what you're doing now.
0: Okay. Um, back in high school, I always wanted to do uh, radio and TV. That was what I was going to go for for college. So I called around to some different radio stations and there was a Southern gospel station called WADV um, out there in Myerstown And they offered me to, I to sell radio as, advertisements as a salesman, but they would let me come on air. If I did it, just gain experience. So obviously <laughs> I jumped at the chance. I'm a, like 18 years old. So I only sold in one year, I think, of being with them. I sold one radio spot. That was it. (laughs) And uh, I put resumes out. And I put one at WWR in particular where where we all worked. And uh, Uh it went a year. And all of a sudden, one day, Greg Lyons, the news director, uh, he kind of called us up or called me up anyways and said, Hey, would you be interested in coming to work here? So I just got done going to hack. My mom had called me this before cell phones. So she had to wait till I actually got home that day and Greg <laughs> was still in the office. I I quickly put a tie on. I drove down to WLBR. The interview was like maybe 20 minutes long. He said, you can have it if you want, you're not going to make much, but if you, if you want the job, oh, you know, <laughs> there you go. And if you can make it, you know you'd start six o'clock tonight and train. So I I stayed up. Oh jeez. I went home eight, came right back, right back to the radio station and was there with Dave Eisenhower and he trained me from six p.m. to one in the morning. And I did that for about five, you know, five straight days. I think because they really needed people. Yeah, and that's how the the radio radio business started. And then. uh. Over time, once I graduated from Millersville in communications broadcasting degree, I uh, got a job at Channel 21 behind the scenes as a camera operator and teleprompter and news editor. And I was there about 14 months. And then I got my first on-air job at uh, WAGM-TV in Presque Isle, Maine, where Moose outnumbered people four to one in the town. How did you, <laughs> how did you find that, Troy? How I found that? I basically yeah. sent out about 400 video resume tapes all across the oh country. My and my uh, I drove 1,300 miles. Oh, my goodness. Down to Prescott and back in one in two days. Did the interview yeah. with uh, John Golliver up there. And as I was driving home, he offered me the job, and I took it. And I didn't tell my parents until mm-hmm. I got home, and my parents were pretty devastated. I it was not someone who... I never really stayed over at somebody's house. I know even when at Millersville, I came home on weekends, you know, it was really devastating for them to, to see their son, just all of a sudden two more weeks moving to, you know, Maine (laughs) of all 13 hours away. And uh, so my, my parents weren't exactly excited about that. But then two weeks later, when I moved, moved away, um, Lubbock, Texas called me and asked my, my he would call me and see if I would turn around and go and work in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> and uh in retrospect i i i should have maybe turned around but hey it it, it was good i <laughs> i spent over 13 months i stayed stayed up there in uh, prescott it was a good good time and then ultimately talk- I came to blue ridge and then then fox happened talk
2: talk about two extremes there maine to texas yeah yeah my gosh i think i would have
1: preferred the warmer weather personally but you
0: know in yeah. small markets Main Maine, I think there's two hundred and twelve markets at that time, T V markets. Oh my okay. gosh. Wow. 212. I think I made thirteen thousand dollars in the year I was there. I think that's oh what my salary my, <laughs> was. So uh, yeah. Wow. All that, yeah. that
2: hard that hard uh earned uh scholar that you earned there, you know. <laughs> and then you get ended up oh, getting thirteen thousand <laughs> out of it, huh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was tough. I mean, it it was it was uh, minus forty five. Was the coldest day? They got about two hundred plus inches oh. of snow.
2: Oh my goodness! Winter,
0: winter, was eight months out of the year. I mean, it it was it was ridiculous. And now, did people I get wasted up there? Did you have your mind
2: made up pretty much um, when you started sending out the video resumes that um, you were going to go kind of wherever the job was? Was that kind of, or or were you still hoping yeah. it was going to be something
0: local? Uh, you know, i i I was hopeful. Um, that I was going to get an on-air job right away. And I graduated Millersville and everybody else was getting jobs right out of college. I mean, they were getting jobs in their major and everything like that. And all of a sudden I I'm working in a tractor trailer place, you know, making, making (laughs) some money, paying off my student loans and everything, but not necessarily in the occupation I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. And then a friend of mine said, Hey, would you ever consider doing something behind the scenes? And while my pride got in the way and originally I said, no, I was never going for anything behind the scenes, but you know, after six months, I kind of said, "Hey, if there's anything there, you know, he was he worked at Channel 21, and mm-hmm. so if there's anything there, you know, I would take it." And uh, he was able to get the news director to uh, offer me a you know a job. So it was a friend of a friend, and uh, you know, I I really appreciate that. And it's one of those things where in broadcasting, you kind of know you're not going to. They they say the trade-off is the fame you receive. for the low pay that you receive now there's there's high paying jobs but most are most are pretty entry level and pretty pretty poor you know that's a lot um howie
2: and i were talking about that on our first episode like it's you know in rate we we don't have the television experience but the radio background it's it seems all glorious and stuff but it's not yeah. what you think it
1: is
0: <laughs> No it, no
1: not at all you know and, so so Troy yeah. when you're walking down the streets uh, people are clamoring all over you to get your interview or get your uh, autograph aren't they
0: Well you know not around here people <laughs> knew people knew of me it's kind of like what you said howie all of a sudden I, I popped up one yeah. day you know there's no fanfare all of a sudden you just magically pop up and when you go out exactly. there's no fanfare either you just magically disappear <laughs> and uh, you know that, that's kind of how my Fox 43 career ended you know it just kind of disappeared right mm-hmm. there um but yeah you know the only the only thing i can say is um i was at a supermarket up in maine and there was a small town we only had about 40,000 to 60,000 viewers and we were the only we were the only tv station so everyone wow. watched us oh. so everyone did know who we were And, you know, you're young and you you don't know much. And I was in a supermarket up there and this woman kept staring at me the whole time down the aisle. (laughs) And obviously she, she realized who I was, but she was kind of like mesmerized. Well, she was walking and there was a Jif peanut butter display, you know, like they do in the aisles where they have like a cardboard cutout and they have like 20, 30 bottles, you know, jars hung up. She ran right into that, knocked the whole thing (laughs) open and just kind of kept walking off to never like put the the peanut butter back or anything like that. So that, was, that is awesome. That's my that awesome. claim to uh, fame of like stardom there.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, so, what were some of like the the craziest stories that you ever encountered uh, when you were working in TV?
0: Oh man. Um, a lot, of, you know. You, I dealt with a lot of the tragedy stuff too, like the Amish school shooting. Oh, okay. I covered a lot of that. I covered, I think, twelve
1: oh, days really? of
0: coverage. There I was at, the, you know, the, the funeral processions of of the Amish families that came by. You know, mm. wow. I, I dealt with a lot of that, and that that really stuck with me for a while in terms of just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, how how something like that tragedy of that could even unfold, but also the forgiveness yeah. families had shown to, yeah to to the to the widow and everything like that and I have since met her I have since met the widow of oh. uh, the, the gunman since a friend of ours at church is a okay. friend of hers, um, so you know we we did those stories um they're lighthearted ones there, there's one the best one I probably have is when I was at Fox you know Facebook was just coming online so they gave us all Facebook um oh uh oh, they, we all had like our profiles on Facebook
1: mm. so. Yeah.
0: We never got the station was trying to get viewer involvement, but the message boards or comments that was really rare back when I when I first started at Fox. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a story with a ninety year old woman by the name of Irene Brown, and I'll never forget (laughs) (laughs) took in an orphan deer into her house. Oh, well, You can't—it's a wild animal, and the game commission came in and wanted to shoot this animal, shoot the deer, and oh, you. believe yeah. the public outcry a 90 year old woman who you Aww. know is taking care of this little baby deer and this little baby deer just prances you know she just prances on the on the videotape that we're showing everybody that this deer do anything mm. anybody she's eating out your hand she she's you know drinking Aww. a bottle from this 90 year old woman and here comes a big bad pennsylvania game commission wanting to shoot this animal and, oh, uh, oh my and this was the start of message boards, and I remember walking into work the next or the the day we did it, and it just exploded. comments were going crazy this this <laughs> you know my story aired, and people are joy just going crazy and just down with with the game commission and this is this is kind of before the whole social media craze and um yeah. Me and another another guy, Mike Niklosky, who is a photographer with me, we, for whatever reason, and we should have never did this, we start going in and writing our own comments and making up <laughs> people's names. <laughs> so here, here, don't we make up one called John, it was John Deere from Dillsburg. And oh, what no. What we said in it, but it was, it was comical, and of course we were laughing like fools and everything like that. Here. And uh-huh. Evan Forster read it on the air that night, <laughs> <laughs> and we just go nuts. I mean, he called me. I and I'm just, I'm just. I thought this was the funniest thing in the world. I mean, honestly, it, I don't know, I think Evan does know now that that actually occurred. That it, he read a false yeah. on the air. But oh my word that that one we were in that's, tears. We, we that's were crying. Good one. So we, we made up.
1: <laughs> that's all. Awesome. We made about ten
0: of- different fake comments, and then that one just magically got on the air that night.
2: You kind of touched on something okay. and um, I'm kind of curious when you said about uh, one of the first things you brought up when you were re- reporting the news is it was always a lot of tragedies and bad, you know, bad things that were happening. Yeah. Did you feel that take a toll on you personally? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you would run into a lot of people when you go to interview somebody in TV, if it's a if it's a heartfelt story or it's a good story, people are lining up to be on TV. Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. anyone wants to be on on tv this is great when you're going to a shooting scene and the family's crying right next to you and you have to then try and stick a camera or a microphone in someone's face and say Mm -hmm. hey trust me that i have your best interest in and explain to me how you're feeling at this moment right the whole goal the whole goal honestly is to hope that they just if it bleeds, it leads. If if someone's screaming or shouting, that that takes the top mm. top billing that night. That's an and, interesting that's an interesting I,
2: quote you just had there.
0: If it yeah, bleeds, it I, leads. Is that
2: they actually yep. say that in the news? Huh?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it, absolutely. Tragedy will always always be number one. You know, Irene Irene Brown the deer was like sea a, a story. We're twenty minutes into the broadcast. Yeah, you know, that that gripped people, but it's rare that a, a story in the C block. You know grip somebody more than that's in the a block you know the a block
1: is your your Mm -hmm. top story
0: you watch nightly nightly news or you watch a local newscast at their six o'clock or 11 at their main time frame for seven o'clock at night news it's not going to be something fluffy it's going to be something you know gripping you know that's actually
2: kind of sad when you actually think about it
0: yeah i mean you know you look at what what's going on in in the world right now and You know, you you think about the headlines and I honestly, you know, even though I worked in the news, I couldn't even tell you the last time I actually watched a news broadcast. I am that turned off. I couldn't even tell you who who's on TV anymore, you know, locally around here or anything like that. I just don't you know, once you've been through it, it just you Mm -hmm. kind of get immune to it. And I, I other people say the same thing. And I'm the most uneducated or uninformed individual now that you probably can talk to. (laughs) <laughs> about what I do and news matters just because I I I choose not to to go on and
1: well, you know what you bring up a good point though, Troy. Um you know when it comes to like some of the stuff that you experienced uh from your perspective uh does does the media glorify things to the point where, you know what, maybe they're doing more harm than good Absolutely. when it comes to airing some you know some of the things that they air. And uh, and it, it's actually doing a disservice to the folks that are, you know, sitting in their homes worried to death because this epidemic is coming and uh, and and the news is only glorifying the negatives and and talking about all the riots going on. You know, I've, I have a friend in Chicago and she was just telling me that Chicago is not nearly as bad as what the media is portraying. In fact, she says it's limited to like a block, you know, but but they're making it out like the entire city is on fire.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And how you, you hit the nail, nail on the head there. As I always said with, with news, and I said this to my, my parents, my mom still can't believe I say it. When I was in the news, what I reported was an over-dramatization of the truth. There was truth there, but I... I put mm-hmm. it to whatever side I needed to cover that day in it. So case in point, this is a, this is a classic. My father-in-law has said this and I, I adopt this in the same thing. When we talk about unemployment and we say unemployment in a normal unemployment year, where it's like 6%, 8%, mm-hmm. 9%, yeah. we dwell on the 6%, 8%, 9%. We don't talk about the other 92, 93, 94% that are employed. Good point. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't right. talk about that. Right. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I liken it to the national anthem. If someone asked me to sing the national anthem at Northern Lebanon High School's basketball game, I will sing it very yeah. respectfully. I will hit the notes that you normally do. I would do it probably how you would sing it most likely from your choir class or or a music class. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you see at mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, who sings the, the national anthem in a respectful way at the Super Bowl. No, I mean, the artist, whoever's singing the national anthem is over-dramatiz- over-dramatizing that song. You know, why does it take yeah. four minutes to sing the national anthem when it comes to the Super Bowl? <laughs> because you're trying to get that moment. Right. You're trying to get everybody to feel, not just hear what you're saying, that mm-hmm. you want someone to feel what's going on. And that's the same with news. Right. You know, it, it is one of those things where I I like a news to entertainment now. News is not what Walter Cronkite you know talked about you uh, reported back in the the 70s you know even the 80s news is en- wow that's news funny. is entertainment and yep. it it absolutely is the case and yeah that you get desensitized and i know some people really think i talk poorly of it and i, I don't necessarily mean it to be poorly but i want you know people to be aware that there there is certainly mm-hmm. agendas in in covering news in all facets
1: yeah well that's, without a doubt yeah it's kind yeah. of I was going to say, it's kind of interesting that you said that because when you mentioned Walter Cronkite and that's what I say, it's like, I think, I think the news has changed so much um, in the last, I'm going to say in the last 10 years, especially because of social media, Yeah. you know, social media plays a role because the news is getting out a lot quicker. So other media sources and other media outlets have to really compete Uh, to get that story out first and they're not necessarily doing all the fact checks. They're just putting it out there because they need to get it out there. And it's one of those things where, Oh, we'll apologize later if we got it wrong. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's It's easier
2: to throw out a retraction
1: than it is just to actually report the right
2: news.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yep. But they got it out first. Absolutely. And
0: and there's very few retractions unless someone really pushes it, you know? So yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. Basically everybody though, even with yourselves, with the technology we have now you know this was unheard of you know 20 years ago necessarily having a podcast you know but now yes. everyone with youtube channels to to the podcast you know you're your own reporters you're your yeah. own experts in the fields now you know yeah. we're hearing from right. from middle america now we're we're hearing from the average average individual or average citizen now too yeah. and there's so many different outlets like this and you know i it's good it's bad It's in between, you know. uh, It is all you're
2: correct. Now, hey, I know uh, uh, we really appreciate your time here, Troy, because I know you're getting ready to head to the beach here with your family. So why don't you just kind of give us a a little quick uh, synopsis of how everything ended and what you're doing with yourself right now?
0: All right. Well the the end of the the broadcasting tv career was was unceremoniously um <laughs> I, I was i was with i was with fox and um i had just talked to the news reporter they had called me down down to york and uh i had talked to the news director at that point and I just let him know that my wife was pregnant with our first child and uh, he had said that was great. And he would give us all, he'd give me all the time in the world that I needed for checkups or anything like that. The work with me, nothing, nothing was out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. Three days later, they called me back down to the office and they had severance papers on the table and basically uh, let me know that they were eliminating my position. Get out. So, So that is how my, my TV broadcasting career ended a week later I had an interview with with Channel 21, CBS 21, and I went into it. 50% of me didn't want to go back into the news business because I knew I was going to have a child. Mm. And it's just just like that. You know, there's no guarantees. It is a very fly-by-night kind of occupation. And, uh, you know, I went into it and I left the interview and I said to my wife, you know, I I said, 50% of me hopes they never call me and the other 50% of me wants a job. Mm. And uh, they never called back. And that's how the TV career ended. I I worked at WITF radio for for a short time, and really enjoyed that. Okay. And uh, but I I got in a full time job with the state, and was enjoying that. And after a while, you got tired of working. At one point, I worked twenty one straight days, and I was just like, I don't want I don't want to do this anymore. So I kind of gave up the broadcasting yeah. life, and haven't really thought. I thought much of it you know every once in a while i think about it and i think hey it may be fun to go back there and i, I put on a resume tape every once in a while just to laugh <laughs> and, and see how much hair i once had and you know go through that but um, yeah you know life moves on and now now i have a, a really good full-time jo- job uh back here uh back home and then i do real estate on the side so yeah and i get to do cool things with you guys so i, I appreciate you letting me reminisce
1: all bit, right. But,
0: yeah, it, it's – I'm okay with how everything ended. I wish, obviously, you'd have a little bit better story how it all ended, but that's kind of no, how well. TV it, went. Yeah,
2: that's just – that kind of sums up the uh, radio slash TV business in one lump sum there, though. just like, yeah. you know,
0: one day
1: yeah,
2: you're does. there and you're, you know, on top of the world and the next day you're not. And it's just that quick. Yeah.
1: But – You know, it's funny because I heard the analogy when it comes to radio or even TV folks, uh, in the news that are on air and such, uh, the analogy of just think about a, a, an athlete who was at the top of their game and then all of a sudden was pretty much forced to retire. You know, they have all the accolades, they have a farewell, farewell tour and, uh, and all that good stuff is happening. And then, then you get into radio or TV and the folks who are, uh, expendable there's no farewell yeah, yeah. tour in fact you know what there's times where you walk into the office and say you know what get your stuff you're not going on yeah. air you know <laughs> and uh and it's a shame because they really get treated like trash in in this business and uh and that's the reason why i really never had an interest in going into it full time because i just i just didn't like the instability of it all you know even seeing it locally around where we used to work i'm yeah. seeing a lot or, of that happening and that's just or even as fair. troy
2: summarized there just just the hours and and what's you know yeah it's and the holidays and, and the weekends and the payoff yeah. and, the, and like you said the payoff usually isn't worth it as well you know so it's right you know it, it all seems glorious at the time but then when you're actually in it yeah. it's not as glorious as it seems um no. troy, hey, we're, we're gonna uh, so
1: true we're
2: gonna yeah. um i know you got a lot to do i know you're getting ready for the beach um, we're going to let you go. Um, but if you want to, um, uh, you know, we certainly don't mind if you just want to throw out your, uh, your real estate company there real quick, you're just, just in case anybody's well, listening and would like to hit you up.
0: Hey, I, I greatly appreciate that. I, I'm with integrity first real estate, which is in Jonestown. And, uh, if, if you're obviously within the area, you know, uh, it's also uh, Zerman law office as well, but, uh, no, if, if you're ever interested in buying or selling, look me up. It's not too hard. And, uh, yeah, I've, you guys can certainly reference the the show here they can give you contact information or anything like that, but yeah i I really appreciate you guys and you know what what I will say about this about the journey it's not so much about being on top of the mountain you know once you once you look back at it now I can look back at ten twenty years and realize it's the journey meeting people yeah. like you guys, you know, and I give you guys a lot of credit. I remember when you guys pitched the a sports show roughly 20 years ago you guys talked about your episode <laughs> one i remember yeah i remember you guys talking about that and yeah you know it, it didn't happen at that point but you guys didn't let it let it sit and you know now we're you know i'm you know troy and i were we're getting to be i'm 40 already you you're probably close to 40 or already yep. 40 yep. Now, at the end of the month older yep. than us and uh, but you yep. know what I'm, you guys went after this and i i wish you the best of luck i'm excited for the two of you and i really hope this this really goes for you guys and i I you can call me up whenever. I, I certainly love to love to talk with you guys more. And anything you ever need, anything you let me know. Well, thank yeah.
1: you, Troy. I appreciate yeah, we that sure a do. lot, and
0: uh, that <laughs> means a lot. Yeah, and
1: uh, I'll, honestly, uh, you're you're actually a pretty uh, uh, entertaining individual. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. There's probably a lot more that I'd like to dig in with you uh, when we have more time. Hey, because, anytime. Uh, there's some there's some stories in there that I would love to talk to you about. So yeah,
0: there, but yeah, I, I definitely got some stories. There there's no. <laughs> I, no doubt
1: I bet you do. Yeah. Well, but hey, well, I
0: appreciate it guys. Yeah. I thank you so much.
2: Absolutely Troy. Sure. Hey, it was really good no catching problem. up with you and uh hopefully we can do this again in the future. But until then, hey, enjoy your time at the beach and um, thank you. and you know, like I said, uh Howie, do you have anything else you wanted to end this with with him?
1: Uh no, just uh hey, you know what, enjoy the beach and uh get away from all this pandemic stuff, you know, enjoy
0: it. We'll do. We'll do. Right, hey Troy. guys, <laughs> take care and hey. and be safe.
1: All right. Well, well, Troy, I I don't know. That that interview we just had with Troy Martin, uh I I was really impressed, like I said. Uh not only did I forget about what kind of voice Troy has, but uh you know, he, he is very well spoken and he's very well articulating. Uh and I I definitely took a lot from that. Interview. Absolutely. Uh, yeah,
2: think? I I'm really uh, grateful he came on the show with us. Um there was a lot of insight mm-hmm. and and information I didn't uh no, before and not only that but it was really good great to catch up with him because like like he said in the interview there you know we'd just pass each other at the radio station and you'd hardly ever see each other yeah. but to, the last time i really actually talked to him had been quite a while so it was good just to catch up with him in general
1: mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's like you said we always just passed by each other and everything and uh, i always remember whenever i would come in and either I would probably usually be relieving him or he'd be relieving me. And, uh, I would always, I always remembered him from the motorcycle he always rode in on. I don't know. if you I don't, that I don't remember that. That's funny. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, you, like, I think he rode like a ninja bike. If I remember. Yeah. Correctly.
2: You might, you and, might be uh, right. That's ringing
1: a bell now that you say yeah. It. yeah. So, but, uh, for some reason, I always remembered seeing that bike sitting on the uh, back porch of the radio station and, uh, uh, but yeah, that was something I always remember to him. But yeah, he was always a genuinely nice guy. And uh, yeah, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that things didn't work out exactly because I know he had wanted to work ESPN. And uh, in fact, he would still work there probably if given the opportunity. Uh, I didn't realize he was into the college game day. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't of, realize that either. Uh, like, I, I knew he was always definitely into sports and stuff, and I, I thought he was more looking just on, like, the, the sports anchor stuff. But actually, you know, from what we found out in the interview there, he actually wanted to do more of the uh, the uh, intro to the to the games and, you know, possibly, possibly uh-huh. even some of the analysis work. So that was interesting to hear.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, really good interview. And, uh, and just to kind of talk up, we already are starting to get other uh, interviews lined up. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, as we continue to grow and, and people gain interest and momentum here, uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, learning more things from different people and, and having them kind of share their insights. It's great
2: talking to people on here. And, and as you said, you know, just hearing things from a different, uh, perspective and, and, you know, learning things, um, you know, if, if you guys have any suggestions for us for anybody to have on the show. And you have anybody that you can get us mm-hmm. in touch with, that would be great. You know, just hit us up on our email or Twitter or Facebook, whatever, and uh, and let us yeah. know and, and you know, leave us a contact and we'll we'll get in touch with them. That would be great. Yeah,
1: how can they contact they us? They can right? contact
2: us, uh, stay tuned tnh at gmail.com, um, our Facebook page. They can they can message us on Facebook or they can just leave it, you know, post it to our wall or whatever, that's fine too. Um, mm-hmm. Within that, there's that voicemail on there. They can leave a voicemail if they'd rather do that. There's that, you know, that website on there that they can leave a voicemail. And then also on Twitter, at StayTunedTNH, they can hit us up there as well.
1: Yeah, perfect, perfect. So uh, you know what? Uh, with, with time remaining, uh, why don't we jump uh, into our, our weekly segment of uh, sports trivia? And uh, let me just kind of put it this way. Let me see if I can stump the goat. <laughs> that's what I. Sh- that's what I should really call it. Stumping the goat. Do, do you remember that show that used to be oh, on Troy. ESPN? It was called
2: Stump the Schwab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're definitely heading into that category. You're
2: I I used to watch. That, I thing, used to watch yeah. that show a lot, and then there was even a a show. Um, I believe it was on, it was on Crackle. It was free, and it was Dan Patrick, and it was called okay. Jeopardy. And uh, yeah, oh. I, I, I was a
1: huge fan yeah, of Dan. Yeah, Patrick. I used to watch that as well too. So Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, you know what? We have time. We could probably do the three questions. Let's if go you for want. it. Go
2: ahead. You can lead us off. Uh,
1: all right. Uh yeah, I'm I'm really crossing my fingers here that I I'm gonna probably give you one that okay. you should know. All right. The Buffalo Bills first playoff victory was in what year and against whom? Hmm.
2: I think you stumped me here. Oh, um, let me think. I'm gonna go 19. Now we're 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 talking after the merger, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go 1975, and I'm gonna okay. say, was it maybe the Oilers? I don't know. Okay. No.
1: Uh okay. You wow, did, you did tell me one on this one finally. <laughs> this, uh, you got me. That's a good one. Uh this was nineteen eighty one. It took them all the way up until nineteen eighty one to get their first playoff victory. And I'm thinking, wow, even during the O. J. Simpson era. Was that the era, Jets then? Yeah. Yeah, it was against the Jets. I, I was,
2: that's what I was thinking. That's that's
1: why yeah. seventy
2: five came up, because I thought it was during the O. J. Simpson era as well. Um I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, I would have thought for sure. I know. That's that's such a
2: I a do remember when you said 81, the to, Jets uh, came to my mind break. right
1: away, though. I did remember that. But,
2: uh, but yeah, for some reason, uh, I thought okay. there was one yeah. earlier than that. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I would have thought so, too. That kind of sounds <clears throat> okay. a little
0: bit. So, All let's right. uh,
2: get into the baseball field for you. Where did the Pirates play their games before they moved into Three River Stadium?
1: Ah, that one's nice. easy. Sports very easy. Yep. Field. now. Th- and uh they also have they still have home plate in one of the buildings where home plate once well actually not exactly where it was yeah. but around the area if they put if they put it exactly where it was it would actually be in the men's bathroom is that <laughs> so they so they put it outside it's in one of the uh one of the Pitt, oh, university gotcha. of okay. buildings nice. yeah so that's where it was and uh well, they should have kept Oakland. it in the
2: men's bathroom maybe they uh, should they yeah. could have put a urinal or something right there so that way you were stand you were standing on <laughs> the plate as you were you know taking care of business that's right <laughs>
0: that's
1: right i i'm standing <laughs> exactly where <laughs> where bill Mazarowski. uh yep that that's run a
0: good one home run. Yep. <laughs> i
1: always
2: i always like yes. i always like all, all right so they were the setups on them were so cool how they were all different and I just thought that was such a cool thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you know what's interesting, too, is, you know, obviously Willie Stargell, um, he, he crushed the mm-hmm. ball when he hit home runs. Um, mm-hmm. But because he played at Forbes Field a lot of his career, uh, Forbes Field, I mean, straight away to center field was like 460 <laughs> or 470. And uh, and you're probably pushing about 380, 390 oh, to left goodness. and right field. So, so it was a shot to hit a home run uh, to, out, out of Forbes Field. So, Willie Stargell did not uh, did not reach the five hundred home run milestone,
2: wow. and he probably would have in a smaller park. Yeah, before.
1: and he probably would have. Yeah, so but I always found that interesting. Uh, all right, so let me see if I can get oh, another huh? one on you here. What year did Buffalo begin displaying a buffalo on their helmet?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, I know it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely prior to OJ.
1: Um, I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna give you because this one's tough when you when you have like specific yeah. years to come up with. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say I'm gonna give you three okay. choices.
2: 1952,
1: 1962,
2: 1972. two, nineteen sixty two, nineteen seventy two. I'm gonna go sixty two. Yeah, that's you would I, was, be I was I was I was what I would have guessed I was probably gonna say like sixty four. So yeah, I'm glad you threw me yeah. Oh, but okay. I definitely knew
1: it was prior to OJ. Yeah, I think so. OJ's
2: rookie year was seventy
1: two, so Yeah, and in fact I think Buffalo kind of brought back that same logo. Um
2: they they um, do it as a throwback
1: I, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah. I, if I remember correctly, okay. when they first Why went not. to the logo, I, I think they had blue helmets. I think, I don't. I think, and then okay. they went to
1: white. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I know this. I know the Steelers. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard the history of not really. Logo. No. Um, but, but I don't know if you know. But they had that logo Correct. only on one side, on the right side. Well, they have it on the right side because when they first um, had the helmets with that logo, uh, they couldn't afford to put Get it out. on both sides of the helmet. Yeah, so so they just had it on that one side, and, and they, they've That's ever funny. since kept it that way. Uh,
2: uh,
1: okay. So, All right, so you're, oh, you're one, for, yeah, one and one this one and week. Okay, one. so
2: um, I felt this was kind of uh, – this ties into kind of what's going on in the world right now now. The uh, the Steelers okay. are are known for having the first ever African American quarterback to start a game in the NFL. Yes, what was his name?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that, and for the life of me, I don't remember it right now. In fact, he he's probably uh, probably he was probably more talented wow. than Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, he was that good, but he okay. had a lot of drug problems. Um. Yeah, he was he was really tough uh and um he, he had a lot of issues with uh maintaining his composure and such. But uh but yeah, probably more talented than Terry Bradshaw. Uh oh my gosh. I wanna say you know what, I'm not gonna know the is it hmm. Is it Yeah, Gil- Joe Gilliam, Gilliam, yep. Joe Gilliam. Yep. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember the first name, but uh, uh, Gilliam was what kind of triggered my memory about him, and I couldn't remember him for the life of me. But, but really talented quarterback. Uh, yeah, he was. I think he he died. Well, he, in fact, he died. I almost want to say he died of a drug overdose. Um, yeah, in fact, he he was. Uh, yeah, now now the story's kind of coming to me. He died of a drug overdose and uh he was also oh homeless goodness. at the time. Yeah, so he he had a lot of yeah, issues, it said he unfortunately. It said and, he started uh, he
2: started one game in yeah, 73 for the Steelers and then he made six more starts mm-hmm. in the next season. But then that then he was replaced by Bradshaw. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh I mean Bradshaw did yeah, okay I would say for so. himself too. But uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh that's a shame for him. Uh, you know uh did you ever watch the show? I Duck didn't, Dice? but I know the show. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the the uh, dad in that show, he was the starting quarterback uh, in college. And Terry Bradshaw oh was the goodness, string quarterback. <laughs>
2: Isn't that something?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, this guy – so, apparently, he was a pretty talented uh, quarterback, but uh, he – all he yeah. wanted to do was go hunting. And he, didn't he was also a pretty talented duck hunter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. He made a pretty decent career <laughs> of himself. So, wow. Good. I like that question, though. That was a good one. Um, all right. My final question to you Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, and Bruce Smith. Obviously, we all know them from the yeah. uh, Buffalo Dynasty. All three of them, by the way, were cut by the yes. Bills in the same year. It
2: was what uh, year? 1999 or 2000. It was uh,
1: 99, I think. Okay, well, okay. you were right on your okay. second choice, 2000. <laughs> but, yeah, um, when I read that, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I could imagine yeah. the, uh, the fandomship of Buffalo when they find out all three yeah, of those they, players um, were
2: cut. In fact, uh, I don't know if you watch the Football Life at all on the NFL Network. Uh, but they did a Thurman Thomas uh-huh. one, and the way he found out that he was cut is it actually came up on the scroller on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, like he said he was sitting long. there watching TV, and all of a sudden it says uh, Buffalo Bills cut ties with uh, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, and Andre Reed. Like, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, uh, "Oh, oh my gosh!" Yeah. What? What a uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, he loved to see uh, that the way he's yeah. On. Isn't that something? And, uh, and that was one of the conversations we were having with Troy uh, Martin, you know, about how, you know, people in radio, you know, when they're let go, they're just let go. You come in and you say, you know what, you're not doing your show Mm -hmm. and have a good day. Goodbye. And, uh, and that's it, you know, where like in football, I guess, maybe, maybe the, uh, maybe this would be a, um, case where it might be, Different, but in football or anything like that, when you have a talented player, Hall of Fame caliber player um, ending his career, they usually go out on a mm-hmm. farewell tour, and uh, you know. And apparently, Thurman Thomas no, didn't have that.
2: In, in, in fact, he was so, so he felt so slighted that um, you know he ended up signing with their their rival, the Dolphins, after that. And uh, and oh, Bruce wow. and Andre went on wow. to
1: play for the uh, Washington Redskins for yeah. For a few years. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but I'm, and Bruce actually did oh, yeah, pretty yeah. well oh, still. He He's still playing at a high still level. Playing I mean, he's still at a pretty like, high level. Day, he's still the yeah. all-time yeah.
2: sacks leader. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah, player to def- watch def- back definitely in the One day. of my favorites Oh my for gosh. Sure. Yeah. Him and Lawrence Taylor were my probably two of my favorite players uh defensively yeah. back yeah, in Yeah, the they
2: were day, they were era. both monsters in their own right, so. My yes. final question right. for Your you. Final I, question. I think this is going to be an easy one for you, but um, it's. It... <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. But it's it's interesting to me. <laughs> um, so the Penguins, we all know their team colors are black and gold, but they weren't always black and gold, Yes. Were what were they before? No, they
1: weren't. Uh, they were powder blue. Yep. And white. That's it. Yep. So. Yep. And. uh, yeah, yeah. In fact once in a while they'll yep. still bring the, those the, jerseys.
2: There back. was a team that wasn't too happy that they made so. this change. Uh, do you know who that was? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. uh, that was they were Boston. the only ones. They were the only ones yeah, that they had weren't. A fan of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh wears <laughs> Well not only that not only that as we spoke about <laughs> in like our first episode or whatever, all their teams wear them, so you know. So is that yeah, did, exactly. I, I didn't look into the history of exactly. like, it, but is that why sense. they went
1: that route? Okay. That is why they went that route. Yeah, they went that route because uh all the other sports teams in fact um you know, the other teams were kind of gaining momentum and success and they're like, "You know what? Why don't we kind of join along with them?" I don't remember the year they changed their jersey, but uh I do I do know that, you know, it was because you know, the Pirates and the Steelers were actually playing it says well. Says 1980 in is that what I time, have here and they wanted to. Yeah okay wow that's a that's a little um later well yeah that would make sense though because the pirates just mm-hmm. won the world series in 79 and the steelers just won the super bowl in 79 so uh so that would make sense on why did they the penguins did really
2: have any Black success world, um even prior to mario uh
1: you know what they did in regards to making the playoffs they did make the playoffs uh, like a year or two after mm-hmm. um, joining the league, uh, okay. they joined the league in '67, and um, it, they did have a little bit of success, but nothing at the magnitude yeah. of what Mario brought. I mean, even even in the beginning, I think Mario came in in 1984, if I remember correctly, uh, and you know, it, it took a little bit for even that team to succeed because you know, they, they were building and, uh, and it wasn't until they drafted uh, this guy by the name of Yarmir Yager uh, that they started. Well, he was a fun player to watch too. uh... (laughs) He was, and you know what? He, he only retired just a little bit ago. Maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, very talented guy. And I, I actually, I follow him.
2: He's probably still um, playing overseas. He's,
1: okay he was up until last year so he he retired officially i believe and uh yeah he's he was fun to watch uh he he uh he was a little bit of uh he kind of reminded me a little bit of dennis rodman he he was into the party scene and and all that stuff and uh you know the first thing that he bought uh he bought himself a brand new camaro Mm -hmm. back in the day when he got drafted and I think they said he ended up with like twenty something speeding <laughs> tickets <laughs> because he just was reckless in the streets because he was like enjoying life. So that was one of those things America. where when he got pulled
2: over, and opened so. up the glove box to show his registration and everything, all the tickets would fly out. <laughs> yeah, probably,
1: <laughs> probably, yeah, and probably once they won the Stanley Cup, they were like, you know what? Yeah, oh, exactly. You, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so the, I, I'd say I'd say the color change. All the right, well. There. I believe it did. I believe it did. I think they did okay for themselves. Yes. And still do. So, without a doubt. All right. Well, Troy, uh, I'll tell you what. This has uh, been a real fun show today. Yes, uh, we thank got you, to Troy. Troy Martin. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot, Troy. And uh, I know he had uh, kind of he dropped uh, what he's doing now. He's in real estate. And uh, if you're in the Lebanon County here in Pennsylvania and you're looking – uh, to sell or buy a house, uh, definitely get in touch with him and uh, uh, don't hesitate to use him. He's a very honorable, trustworthy guy. That one hundred percent. He would do you well, I'm sure. So, so with that being said, folks. Um, well, Troy, why don't we? Uh, why don't you just uh, do your thing and uh, and we'll get ourselves out of here.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify. Uh, Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.